As you're going, so yeah, so I'll, I'll just start with um, a few questions, Sarah, um, about about yourself, like and how you actually got into this. What exactly is this you're, you're talking <laughs> sure. about today? And I think it's a super interesting subject. It's actually way more interesting than I initially thought. I thought it's really cool with your devices that you brought mm -hmm. today. And obviously, before we started talking, um, you're showing me like the radiation with this room closer to a Wi-Fi spot. We did it in mm -hmm. my bedroom, uh, which is quite far down that side away from the Wi-Fi, and it was still quite high. Which yeah. you pointed out, there's you know satellites on the the apartment below, antennas, yes. antennas mm -hmm. at the top there. So if you want to say me a brief, then we can go from there. Yeah, sure. So um, okay, so I'm Sarah. Um, I got interested in this topic of uh, EMF um, about three years ago, three and a half years ago. Um, and the reason is I got sick, and I wasn't I wasn't able to work out why I got sick. And I, EMF is what? Sorry. Right, so electromagnetic <laughs> fields, um, okay. which includes electromagnetic radiation. So it's part of the, um, it's part of the electromagnetic spectrum um, that goes from ultra-low frequencies like uh, magnetic fields and power through microwaves and cell phone radiation, mm -hmm. yeah, radio frequencies, all the way up through to um, ionizing radiation, which is things like X-rays and gamma rays, which we've all heard of. So it's all part of a spectrum, but what I focus on is the... Um, X-rays and... Gamma rays, so anything... It's gamma rays, I've never heard that before. Oh, so, um, well, it's all just radiation. This is all yeah. um, the um, very high-energy radiation. Um, and and this, this we all know, we all agree, is very bad for us. We don't want to have 100 X-rays in our lives, you know. But what I focus on is measuring um, the lower fields, which starts um, at the microwaves and then goes all the way down through electric fields and magnetic fields. Um, and the reason is because they're biologically active. So, so, so yeah, so, so basically I got into EMF. I didn't know what it was either. Um, because I got sick and I, doctors couldn't tell me why I was having incredible joint pain and a rash all over my body. Um, and it was about six months after moving into a new home. And I just suspected, because my, I mean, I've always been a holistic kind of person when it comes to health. My diet was very good. I was composting, you know, I was very conscious of my microbiome. And so I thought, you know, it must be, must be related to that. This must be something going on. But then when, when it wouldn't get better, and I was listening to a lot of webinars because I was trying to sort it out without taking steroids, um, the word EMF kept coming up. And I didn't know what it was at the time. And I also didn't know who to call in Dubai to tell me what's it like in my house. So, yeah, so I decided to study and uh, buy the equipment and measure myself. And, um, yeah, I haven't kind of turned back since then. <laughs> and, then you, and how did you even know what it was? How did you know that it was actually that specifically that was causing the issue? Um, well, I, I didn't. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't. Um, but what, what I, once I found out about the possible health effects and that they seemed to coincide with a lot of my symptoms, I measured our bedroom because... Um, what we focus on is sleep areas because that's when the body detoxes um, and repairs. And if you can't repair at night, then you, you can't get well. Right? That's, that's how I look at it, right? Because every day we're, we're bombarded with uh, all sorts of things in our life that we have to then repair from. That's why we sleep. Anyway, once we measured our bedroom and I, I had a point of comparison because by then I understood what was considered safe and what wasn't from a biological perspective, uh, the next night I slept downstairs in a spare room. And very soon, my rash cleared up, my joints got better. Um, that being said, what also happened, because of this awareness now I had of, about my environment, I started paying attention. And I realized that every time I dropped my girls off at school, I'd get a big headache, not just a little one, but a big one. And lo and behold, there was a base station, so what you've got on the roof over there, um, you know, 60 meters away and quite a low one. So we were really well, um, you know, irradiated at, at drop-off. And, and, and I'm sensitive, so I felt it. My phone has always been a little bit uncomfortable in my hands, but it's, got, it's gotten worse. And I think it's also because around that time I upgraded to a stronger phone. So it's kind of like by, sh by removing the... So, th so then I started basically removing sources of radiation from my life, and I started to feel an awful lot better. So it's kind of like an elimination diet for food. Um, you can look at it like that. Like, how do you know dairy's an issue? You eliminate it. Harder to do for EMFs because they're everywhere. But then once you know the sources, you can sort of say, well, you know, I'm going to make my home or I'm going to make my bedroom a quiet zone. And, and that's, um, yeah, so, so that's kind of how I did it. Now, um, I wouldn't say I'm 100% over my sensitivity, but also through supplementation and through removing, I had a um, titanium implant in my mouth. So metal dentistry or anywhere in your body for that matter can be problematic because you can basically attract and then repel uh, fields. So you can end up with um, so something called constructive interference or basically you can end up just with um, hot spots in your body, right? Even things like 
wearing metal glasses or braces, children with braces, underwire in your bra, like there's so many things that, you know, watches, I don't wear a watch all day, I don't wear earrings all day, um, because it's metal, yeah, so um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, it's <laughs> okay. really interesting. So, yeah. well, obviously, you were getting the, the, the say the rashes and things like that, mm. and you were like, okay, that cleared up. Was there any dietary changes you made or anything like that, or was it literally just that? So, um, oh no, gosh. Um, the thing is that the, the, the when I moved downstairs, that was when I got my meter. Already, I was doing my utmost to eat in a way that was what I would consider low in, inflama low inflammatory. So mm -hmm. I wasn't drinking. You know, I wasn't. I'd have a coffee a day, but I'd. Like, even things like coffee, I feel it, you know. I'm, I'm one of those per people that's quite... I'm similar. Yeah, I'm quite sensitive to, to my environment, to what I eat. So, I didn't... No, I didn't particularly change my diet overnight, not at all. It was, it was already good. It was already mm. good. And I notice, um, even now, that um, if I'm feeling a bit wobbly, <laughs> that's what I call it now, if I feel like I've had a big hit of radiation, um, I have to just be a bit careful about other things that can inflame um, or upregulate even further this... So it's basically a sympathetic nervous system reaction that I get, hmm. um, and it causes that that feeling of anxiety, palpitations. Um. I have, I have, I have. I can't hear. I can hear you like shouting really loud. <laughs> Go in the other room. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry. So, um, uh, so where was I? Um, Sorry, I've lost my train No, it's, it's yeah. fine. As I said, the, the the main thing was really just to see kind of what the diet. So you said because mm. I'm just curious to know the kind of like. You obviously spoke about microbiome, right? Yeah. So you obviously yeah. are quite, quite... Oh, yeah. So you know one other thing that was super helpful for me? Um, and this was before... I'm just trying to think at what stage I introduced Restore. So Ion Biome. Do you know um, Dr. Zach Bush? No. He's like the microbiome guy. Okay. I mean, he is, he is regenerating soils across, soils across the planet um, by helping farmers. He's a triple board certified MD. Like, this guy knows the human body. But what he realized was when you study the human body in isolation, it's useless. Like, you, right. you can't. We are part of a, um, a system, an ecosystem. And he's also one of the people who was talking about communication networks within the body and mm. that they are electric. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, Restore is a product from... Uh, it used to be called Restore. It's called Ion Biome now. It's, um, it's basically something that... Um, reforms the, what do you call them, tight junctions in your gut lining. So okay, if you have leaky gut, it'll bind that back together. And again. how do you do that? Sorry? How would you, how would you suggest doing that? Oh, it's, a, it's just a liquid. It's, a, it's, a, it's an extract from the soil. You'd have to look at what's, what okay. it is, but it's a soil oh, so, extract. Okay, and what's it called? Uh, restore or Ion Biome. Restore? Can, uh, restore, yeah, okay, Restore really for Life, cool. Restore. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, basically it restores leaky gut. So people, even people, my, my brother's an MD in Australia, GP, um, he recommends it for um, people with Crohn's um, disease. Wow. And they, they appear to go into remission. It doesn't get rid of the disease, but it just means they're not suffering. Well, I actually did read somewhere that you can actually, people were talking about, you can actually, you can reverse Crohn's. Possibly, it, yeah. Yeah, like, which is really interesting yeah. because uh, I do know, I've, I've heard of a few people, you know, having that at quite a young age. Mm. And, you know what I mean? And I know that their, their diet and, you know, the alcohol consumption is super high. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know what I mean? And I was like, That's strange how that would be the case. Mm. And I know what their diet was. And I was like, it's not surprising that yes. you get unwell. Yes. Um, sometimes, as you know yourself, sometimes with certain people, they don't really see symptoms. They don't really know symptoms. Mm -hmm. They're just like, I don't really see don't the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, they're but, not really sure. They just mm. think that it's okay. Mm. And then eventually it kind of catches up with them and they're like, oh my God, like I'm yeah. really feeling Yeah, that. and I think also when we're young, we've kind of got this, we've got a big buffer, right? We've got this bucket that's not full yet. But by the time you get to middle age, let's say, um, at least, um, you know, we've been exposed to so many different um, stresses in our lives. They can be obviously emotional, but also just toxins in the environment, toxicants, man-made, you know. Um, so compounds and, over time. Yeah, exactly. And, and EMF's just another one of those. And it's, it's one that's unfortunately very little known. And, and we, most of us don't sense it. We cannot perceive mm. it. So mm. we think, oh, come on. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. So um, I know the reaction. It's like <laughs> any many things that have people put into their body these days are just like, yeah. oh come on, it's not that bad. Yeah. And like, you know, just just like it's yeah. Whatever, but. I think the thing is with with this too. If you're aware of it, then you can decide. You can decide on your dose, right? I mean, I'm not like anti-technology at all, mm. and I'm not anti. You know, you know, people want to have fun. You know, people want to go out, and you know, good on them. But at least you understand the repercussions of drinking too much. You understand you can get smoking from cancer. Sorry, cancer from the smoking. Here, we're just not quite aware of what can go wrong if we overdo EMFs, mm. and and I think it's something we need to be a bit more aware of because yeah. it's it's really quite. 
disruptive. Yeah, it's really quite disruptive. No, it's, it's super mm. interesting. And I think for for people, I think especially people who maybe don't go that deep into it and mm. maybe are confused with certain issues that they don't realize that can be the case you know mm. they have like an issue and they're just like lost with the field like you know what it's yeah. like going to see a doctor this guy sitting behind the behind the table yeah, with yeah. a belly hanging over his, his belt and he's telling you this is the way of the, mm. this is how to fix your, your health issue mm. and don't get me wrong there's certain things like within pharmacies and you know within doctors that i you know i definitely respect i'm sure there's, course, there's some things yeah, course, but yeah. i would have to say like obviously it's like a guesstimate percentage, mm. but ninety percent of the stuff is irrelevant, right? Ninety percent mm. of the stuff should not be given to people. It should be, you know, like people should be able to fix these things. So I, over, I think a lot of it natu- is treating symptoms, not treating cause. And yep. this is what I didn't want to do by having steroids for the rest of my life. It would have been just dampening symptoms. But the question was, why did I have all this inflammation? And and that's why I had to investigate. Like it just wasn't was it okay. Gut with biome me. was the deep issue. Was that the was it within um, the gut biome? Did um, it come from that, or how did I, it work? I also oh, okay. Well, for me, I, like I said, I, I found out that the the source of inflammation was actually more from uh, from the radio frequency radiation coming into my bedroom. So mm-hmm. from cell phone, basically a cell phone tower across across from our house. And to be honest, it wasn't even that close, but it's about four or 500 meters away. And it's just, they're powerful. I mean, they, if, they're, if, if you're at the same height or a similar height and they're angled towards you, they're very, very powerful. So that is, is that one? Or is that for, for that the buildings? Is, that is one. Yeah, you've yeah. got one across the road from your place, yeah. much closer than mine was. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but one, you know, you, you've possibly got better repair mechanisms in your body. Mm. So, so what happens is, um, I think a lot of the, um, you know, people saying, oh, how, there's too, too little energy for it to be, to cause any problems. So that, that's sort of the industry spin on this. It's like, if it doesn't heat you, if it doesn't cook you, it's not dangerous. That's, that's, but that's literally it. The, the <laughs> it doesn't cook you. Yeah, well, so it's in microwave ovens, no, same, same frequency as a Wi-Fi router, right? It's 2.45 gigahertz. So say that again? That was what, so what? your microwave oven uh, is, operates at the same frequency as your Wi-Fi router. Right. Just not the same power density, obviously. Right. Right? Because you don't want to cook humans. No. Um, but, and so the guidelines have been set. They were set back in 1996. And I'm talking about, look, a lot of the Anglo world here. And I think the UAE follows the Anglo um, guidelines. So that's the Federal Communications Commission in 1996 decided with a bunch of engineers who know very little about biology that as long as we don't cook people, we'll be all right. And um, it turns out that there's a lot of biological effects below, well below those levels that can occur and that do occur. And they occur across all life. You know, it's not just humans I'm talking about. I see trees, I see trees everywhere being um, damaged by this. We know that it um, disrupts uh, pollinating insects. Certain frequencies are not good for bees. Like um, all animals, are susceptible, all cells are susceptible to this radiation. It's not, I mean, you know, it doesn't respect barriers. It just it goes, through, goes through everything unless it's, Unless it's a reflective surface, um, yeah. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's a, no, it's, it's interesting. A, yeah. So so in terms of like going first up for people, obviously with your tech part here, you yeah. can even show like what what you've got exactly, sure. and then yeah. I can we can go from there. Okay, sure. So um, so I offer services now because I figure there's a lot of people who um, are either not feeling great, um, who suspect that they're electro-hypersensitive or just want to have a healthier home, especially if they've got kids. I'm really um, big on protecting children from this kind of radiation. So I've got a small business and, um, you know, obviously even to protect ourselves from our own home, I had to buy a bunch of uh, equipment. This is just a small sampling of them, but... um, so we're testing for different types of radiation as well. We're testing, like I said, um, for cell phone radiation or the microwave um, part of the spectrum, which, um, you know, that's, I would say that's a really important one because that's the one that has increased exponentially over the past, you know, 10 years. But let's say even the past two years, you know, with, with 5G, with, with people just getting more and more devices, wearing their Apple Watches mm. and their, you know, um, I don't know, smartwatches, um, you know, all sorts of things. Even their phones are more higher powered now. So we've just brought a ho- we've invited a whole lot of this radiation into our lives, onto our bodies. Um, so right, so this one tests for that kind of radiation. And for example, at the moment, this, um, this laptop here is not um, wired and it's, um, I mean, it's communicating and it's emitting an awful lot of radiation. So, um, you know, to give you an idea, and I can put, do you want the noise? <laughs> yeah, go for it, go yeah. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if you can hear that. You can definitely hear that. Yeah. Um, right, so... Yeah, so it just pulsed at 94,000 microwatts per meter square. Um, you can have a look if you want. 
Yeah. So, so ideally in a daytime environment. Um, why is it sorry to interrupt you? Why is you go to ninety four thousand then back down to eighty? Sure, because this is remember these are pulsations. So, right. uh, so when when data travels through the air, it doesn't travel through the air constantly forever. It, it, it travels through its, its pulsations. Mm. So you've got carrier waves and then you've got modulations and pulsations that, that occur with this carrier wave. And unfortunately, I'll turn it off because it's really noisy. So unfortunately, what's really biologically active about this stuff is the pulsations. It basically means you're going from having um, um, a very, very, very high um, intensity to a very, very low one to a very high one or a medium one. To, and, and for our body, it's just really hard to interpret it. Because I think that, I mean, that's the other thing that we didn't talk about yet, but before anything at all, we are like elect electric beings. Like before we're even chemical or mechanical, we're electric. And, and we are primed to, um, you know, to, to sense um, electric cues in our environment. And I'm talking about really subtle cues, you know, from, from native electromagnetic um, radiation. And so, so part of that spectrum too that we were talking about earlier includes light, for example. And so the sun, we're, we're cued to... Um, you know, to, to react to sunlight. I mean, think about vitamin D, right? So that, that's a biological reaction to an electromagnetic um, field or radiation. Coming natural from the sun, one. That's, that's natural. Yeah. And so that's not pulsed. It's, there's no modulation. There's no carrier wave. It's just, um, and it's not polarized. It's just, it's just this constant sort of beautiful natural. It's kind of like the equivalent of, let's say, a gentle breeze in the trees, that sound compared to... <laughs> This sound, yeah. like, and our body interprets it. It doesn't know what to do with these sounds. So, so what it what it tends to do is to mount a stress response. It it music we won. Sorry, I don't well, isn't that interesting? So, uh, well, I guess it depends on the kind of music. Maybe some heavy metal might be, <laughs> but uh, on the contrary, um, there's a lot of. Um, I don't know if you know the work of um, Eileen McCusick, but she there's a lot of um, vibrational healing through sound. So acoustic sound is, is, can be very um, therapeutic. You know, um, it can be very um, helpful to, to um, yeah, to, to relax us, but also mm. she talks an awful lot about, and it's, I mean, it's a whole other conversation, but she talks an awful lot about creating coherence through sound. So, so sound, um, m music is not something I would consider um, dangerous. I'd consider more like, are you streaming through your phone? That's yeah. the problem. It's not yeah. the music, you know. Right, That's the sure. radiation. Yeah, I was phone. curious when you said yeah, that. Question. I was just like curious to what you thought. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so suns, yeah, suns a nice natural source of um, EMF. So the Earth itself, you know, the Earth has a magnetic field. The Earth has an electric field, um, and and we're we're entrained to be um, in tune to this field. Like if we lost it, we would just be completely dysregulated. It's called the, Sh the Schumann uh, resonance. Maybe some people have heard of it. Um, and, and all, all creatures with complex nervous systems are uh, attuned to this frequency. And it, unfortunately, with all the man-made EMF, and once again, exponential increases, we're getting signal jammed, some of us more than others. And I suspect I'm one of those people, right? Those people who consider themselves hypersensitive are just mu much more easily knocked off, you know, away from the natural frequencies. And I think also, I've been in Dubai now for, for a long time, so almost two decades. Um, I get so less contact with nature because nature's where you find all the native frequencies, right? So, yeah, for me, it's kind of about um, mitigating, so, so turning off where you can, mitigating where necessary, and then just connecting with nature as much as possible. And that's how I think we can also help maintain some, some level of health and, and lower inflammation for, from all this. Um, I mean, there are mechanisms. I don't know if you want me to talk about it, but there, there are actual mechanisms. It's not like this is just an idea oh, it must cause inflammation because, you know, you're exposed and you're inflamed. Th there are mechanisms of action which, which are quite um, compelling. So mechanisms of action would be? F from, so from the, the electromagnetic um, field. So, so basically um, all of the cells in our bodies um, um, have what they call voltage-gated calcium channels. So basically voltage or electricity controls whether or not these channels open. And it's not just calcium. There's um, other voltage-gated channels. But calcium is the big problem with EMFs. Because we basically end up, just by being in this environment, they open up the, the channel, it invites in um, an awful lot of calcium which kicks off a cycle that creates um, uh, oxidative stress. So, I mean, there, if you, I mean, I'm not sure if you do graphs and stuff, but there, there, there are visuals we could put up um, maybe later. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a complex process, but it's very well documented. And so then you end up with a whole bunch of free radicals um, that you wouldn't otherwise have. And it also um, 
our central nervous system has a lot of these, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very electric dependent system. So it has an awful lot of these calcium channels. And, and so it's very easily upregulated to sympathetic overdrive. And, and that's what happens a lot. I think that feeling, I think a lot of us get it too, that feeling of being a little bit um, anxious, um, a little bit, um, you know, breathless, that, that feeling of a racing heart, um, not being able to focus, brain fog, headaches, all of that is also sort of um, insomnia, being wired and tired, all of that's that sympathetic upregulation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's interesting you say, like, you know, the sleep and, you know, your restfulness and things because... Yeah. Like obviously, there may be a more simplistic aspect, or yeah. um, maybe a little bit off the subject of that. But yeah. like looking at your phone at night, yeah. Um, like I certainly have seen a huge difference with my sleep in the last probably couple months. Mm -hmm. uh, what I've been doing is obviously there's another aspect of. I know you've probably seen the Joe Rogan with uh, Matthew Walker with the sleep. You ever seen him before, Matthew Walker? No, I, don't know. I thought you might have seen that. He basically talks about a lot of these things like light and yes. a lot of these issues. Yep. Um, he has a book called Why We Sleep. Yeah, uh, awesome. why you sleep or why we sleep? Um, oh, and I do think I heard. I do think I listened to. He's a um, English. He's, yeah, an older gentleman. Really right? nice voice. Yes, uh, a professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah just I, like, I did. Very well spoken guy, yeah. and um, mm. he basically speaks about how. Um, you know, the light from the phone causes disruption, mm -hmm. you know, to sleep. And the last few nights, the last two months, what I've been doing is I've been going into the darkness before I go to bed. So I don't lie in bed. Yeah. I go into the darkness and I'll just put my phone, okay, I'll put it on the ground there mm -hmm. and I'll lie on the couch mm -hmm. and I'll just put something on I'm listening to in the dark mm -hmm. and I'll fall asleep. Like, yeah. And I'll be like, oh no, I need to go to bed. And then I'll go to bed and I'll fall asleep like so well. So it's much easier. Yeah, it's yeah. so much easier because before yeah. I was just kind of chilling on my phone mm -hmm. and I was, I'm so, I was just, and I'm so conscious of it now, mm -hmm. like to make sure that even when I wake up, I'll, I'll like go into my room, I'll have to put my alarm on. So I'll, and then I'll close the phone again and then I'll put it mm. on the ground So, and I really don't want to be on the phone for any more than 10 seconds mm. because then I know that it will start kind of uh, making yeah. me a bit more active mm -hmm. um, and I even noticed it last night last night I sat on the phone yeah. and I, I didn't lie on the couch and I went mm. to go to bed and I lay there for about 20 minutes yeah. which is a lot longer than my usual 6 or 7 minutes Yeah, right. so yeah. like I'm super conscious of these things as well which so, is for some people well, can be, like I can be said, too much light is part of the electromagnetic spectrum right and um, blue light after dark is not natural. That's not, that, that's not something we ever evolved with, right? So if you're going for sort of, because sleep is a natural process and being, you know, being well, I think if we look at how our ancestors, you know, used to do things, um, you know, eating that kind of a diet's good for you, but also going to sleep when the sun sets is what we used to do. Now, I'm not saying we have to go to sleep at 6 p.m., of course not, but if you can, um, reduce your exposure to that kind of light after sundown, you, you'll be doing yourself a favour. We know both blue light, but also um, a lot of the electromagnetic spectrum, man-made, will disrupt melatonin production. So radio frequency radiation and blue light both disrupt your melatonin. And melatonin is a sleep hormone. So, um, yeah, definitely it's a good idea not to. And you can also wear those blue blocking glasses. I've got some over there, yeah. Yeah, if you have to be on a screen. I mean, the thing is, it depends, you're right, because... The, the red ones are kind of, if you're doing graphic design after dark, you can't wear red glasses. I mean, that doesn't work. But um, for just basic, um, you know, if you're going to be on your phone or whatever, why not? Mm. Some people go so far as to wear them all the time after dark. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. Just, if I'm on a screen. If I'm doing it, I'll normally wear them, if I'm going to go on my phone for like 30, 45 minutes mm. to an hour before bed, I'll normally put them yeah, on. That's a good uh, idea. I find that you probably helps. And maybe there's a small, you know, uh, mm. Do you notice from your recovery, or you don't? You don't um, log recovery. I don't log recovery. To be yeah. honest, I, I know from how I feel. Like I really Actually, know how I'm I feel. The, I'm the same as you. I would never wear one of those. My husband, on the other hand, loves um, his. Uh, I, I his honestly wife. have never really uh, been into that. You know, mm. like I've never really wanted to. I mean, obviously, I'd be interested in it, but I also think to myself, like, how accurate is that? At the same time, you know, mm. is it really accurate? And yeah, maybe, maybe. It's, I don't know enough information. Very, um, informative. Very, very informative. And the things that disrupt your sleep are, yeah, um, working late, so being on a screen, um, even if it's a wired computer, just the, the light from it. Um, and um, you know sugar um, obviously alcohol so like and he's very conscious of that because then at 5 a.m. he's up to exercise so yeah it gives him a good um, uh, uh, he, he feels great. it gives him a good yeah that being said it's it's one that does not irradiate him all night long so this is one that you where you can disactivate deactivate the Bluetooth okay right. great. So I would still I would still argue that it's that it's interacting with his biofield so I, I would never use one but it's not at least spitting Bluetooth out at me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you just okay shove them off the bed. The <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. 
kind of did because <laughs> he, he had another there's another company um i guess i can say the brand because it's a, it's a great brand it's just you can't turn off the the bluetooth it's, it's a whoop he had a whoop and i'm like you send that back that's you can't turn that off you can't you can't be in my room yeah you know so he sent it back and, and told them you guys you need to in th- this is this is part of the health and wellness space now. You need to be aware of the impacts of Bluetooth on our health. No, that's good. It's, it's definitely uh, something be, I yeah. think should be aware. Like as I said, people can implement these things to whatever extent exactly, they want, absolutely. right? But just even yeah. being conscious of mm. it and, and you know making a small change, and even if it's you've went from you know really intensely having it in yes. your house just to like even fifty percent less, it would obviously yeah. be helpful in, in any regard. Well, yeah, and it's, it would be very interested, uh, interesting for people to do a do a, do a trial. See how you feel. See if you feel better. Like um, there's a there's a great guy called um, Nick Pino. He's a um, he's a journalist, blogger, and um, he's been into he and, and, and a, an author. He's written about um, the non tinfoil guide to EMF. Anyway, so he's very very vocal about all this stuff. But the non tinfoil guide doesn't for not nut jobs. So exactly, like, completely like you don't off wrap it. your head in tinfoil. It's not necessary. Yeah. Um, so so he basically challenges people do three days just three days without your phone don't use your phone for three days obviously do it over a weekend when you don't need to tell your friends you'll be offline and see if you feel any better and and turn off your wi-fi obviously. do you think there could be an aspect of the fact that you're not tuned in to other frequencies not not mm. actual radiation frequencies just like actual oh, frequency other people yeah uh, i thought yeah, you don't possibly. think that could be a bit of a possibly yeah possibly it's good regardless um, but i mean like it's not a good thing to try yeah 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 well, exactly and I, I think also um depending on where you're at in your life too, like, um, you know, when you don't have kids, it's kind of all about you. And when you do, I also think um, there's an, another big part to all of this technology that it's, it's incredibly disruptive to um, relationships. Mm. And, um, oh, and not even getting into the health impacts on children. I mean, for me, that's the, that's the big one that I think all parents should know about. And especially if you're also trying so to conceive. What should, so what, what would should all parents yeah. know about, for example, if you want to... Right, okay, yeah, so... Um, Okay, so children are exquisitely sensitive to um, man-made um, radiation and, and electromagnetic fields. And I mean, there are studies, uh, if you want to just talk about, for example, magnetic fields and transmission lines. So can you imagine those massive power lines that run all over, you know, different countries, we all have them. If you're within a certain field, so if children are living within a certain distance and a certain measurable field, you know, we now know you've got twice the chance of getting leukemia, for example, or twice the chance of getting brain cancer. So these are epidemiological studies that have been done and, and you know, well documented. So proximity, for example, to power lines can be bad news. But once again, if you measure, you can then compare against the building biology guidelines and then you know, <clears throat> yay or nay, I've got a higher chance of my kid getting a, you know, a problem. Um, then when we talk about radio frequency, I think this is the big one because it's so insidious. It's I think we're being programmed to think that the earlier a child has a tablet or a phone, the more intelligent that child will be because we live in a technologically advanced society. Unfortunately, um, and I'm not even talking about, um, you know, if the phone, even if the phone is wired, it's, I would say, I, w- I would argue it's bad news for a baby to, to learn from it because that's not how we learn. We learn, you know, children evolve in a, in a real world. We need to understand how to crawl before we walk and... We need to understand how to build blocks and what nature is and all this kind of stuff. Um, but um, radio frequency and children, we know, for example, that their brain absorbs um, six times their brain, sorry, the, the bone marrow of their skull, six times the radiation of an adult. That's for a six-year-old, okay? So it's easier for the radiation to go through six times. Absolutely, smaller, thinner skulls, okay? Um, uh, we know that... Um, so they've also got smaller, um, they're smaller, but they've got a larger surface to volume ratio. So um, they've, they're overall more exposed. They tend to have higher water contents, which makes them more conductive. Stem cells are exquisitely sensitive. So, and, they're, and they're full of stem cells. So when stem cells get disrupted, then they don't do their job properly. And neurologically, you know, there's a lot of evidence. And I, I'm not going to make, I don't want to make big claims, but I just say to parents, pay attention because... A lot of experts are worried that there is a link between um, uh, attention deficit disorders, um, you know, other behavioural disorders, and even autism. And once again, without making big claims that I, that I can't back up with science, a lot of doctors are worried. A lot of um, EMF specialists are worried because of how these mechanisms, how these how these EMFs can interact with our um, brain signalling. Um, so yeah, look for for me. Um, and then the other thing is. Fertility, like children are using these tablets on their laps. They're irradiating their abdomens. I mean, girls don't get any more eggs. Like, 
at what point do you say maybe it's not a good idea to irradiate my child's ovaries mm. like um, and it's very problematic because I'm having a hard time finding a school that doesn't require iPads and they, they are um, not wired schools don't think it's cool to wire devices. Um, they don't think parents want that. So if you want to explain wiring, because I still also oh, sure. don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, sure. So basically, okay, so a de your device can communicate either through the air, through radio frequency, and this is a problem, right? This is the one we're talking about that's problematic. Or you can, um, you can literally connect a cable to your device. So um, you may need to get an adapter for it, but if you've got um, an Ethernet internet cable from your wall, and you can get Duo or Tissolat to activate your, mm -hmm. your ports, then you just connect it to the, the device and you switch your device to airplane. And that way your device doesn't radiate anymore. And um, you know, your child is then not being irradiated while they use the device. You know, and like it's one of those things, like it's still, um, I'm torn a little bit about what to do about my kids because we've, while we've moved them away from the school that had the high, you know, the cell towers outside the, the oval and everything, um, they're now in a school where one of my children has to use an iPad occasionally. And, and it's one of those things, you know, it's like, do I homeschool my child and take away that amazing aspect of, of education, mm. which is being with her friends and a teacher and a school? Um, or do I allow her to have occasional exposures? And I, I mean, it's one of those things I, yeah, it's, it's a tricky conversation to have. I don't mm. think it's a fair conversation either. I don't think it's fair that I should have to, I don't think it's fair. I, I think mm. if, if more people were aware of it, they might demand that schools um, stop experimenting on our children with, mm. with this type of radiation. I mean, I mean, the other big one is, other than, like I said, we're talking about reproductive effects. Um, on men, that's, that's undeniable. Like, it's very easy to see the damage that radiofrequency radiation causes to sperm. It's, it's very easy to do. Um, but cancer is the other big one, right? I mean, and, and, and so there are, a, there are lots of, there are, there are, I mean, two very robust studies that were done, um, oh, I'd say 2018, maybe they were published, and no one heard about them. And they, they both showed clear evidence of um, brain cancer from cell phone use. One of them was near field study. So near field is in the phone close to the this was an animal study, close mm. to the animal. And the other one was a far field study, so more representative of being in, a, in the environment like of a base station. Um, and both showed the same types of cancers, so um, gliomas of the brain and um, acoustic neuromas um, of the, well, schwannomas they are, of the, um, which are apparently benign, but the thing is there's no room for it to grow in there, so it's still problematic to have a tumour in your ear. Would, would, um, would it be better to use your earphones with the wire on them plus or a loudspeaker? Yeah, so I would favour loudspeaker over the wire um, if it's a tradi traditional wire. But you can also get, there are these great um, earphones that are called air tubes. Have you heard of them? No. They're really cool. I might even have one I could show you. I'm not okay. sure. Um, so basically it's a wire and then it gets to a point where it becomes an, literally a tube of air. It's the same technology as a stethoscope. Right, so the, the the noise travels very well through it, but there's oh. no wire, so there's no conductivity okay, and cool. no chance of a field going up that's the wire. That's very clear. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're a, I don't know, and you know, if you're really into your music, you uh, may yeah. disagree, but it can make a phone call, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So yeah, absolutely, I, I would definitely favour those, and I would steer clear of <laughs> the Bluetooth-enabled ones because yeah. you know they they don't only communicate to the phone; they communicate to each other through your brain. How can that be good? No, like, I know. I, I know you have you know to. I mean, there's, right? there's, there's some things I think. I think you know. There's an aspect of like using your kind of common sense a sure. little to a certain point. Maybe, maybe I, I don't. It sounds stupid, but I think. I think so. But I think it's not common sense because we're not. We don't understand. I think people don't understand how this technology works. They don't understand the two-way microwave, you know, microwave antenna or microwave radio aspect of their devices. It's, it's, it, was, it was incomprehensible to me. I, no one told me about it. And, and we can't see it. We can't, most of us can't feel it. It's just, it's has hard it, to understand. Has yeah. there been a change to, you know, say cancer rates and these diseases since uh, a lot of these introduction of things? Yes. In, in general, so, so, as in a, as in a universal... Yeah, look, good question. Um, once again, so, so first of all, cancer um, has a very, it can have a long latency, right? Especially brain cancer. But already we're seeing, France has published um, a fourfold increase in uh, brain cancer in young people. Now, a lot of, the, a lot of, the other de a lot of developed countries don't keep good databases. Um, and then a lot of them... On purpose, it, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, look, I suspect so. I think a lot of this is, a lot of this is on purpose. Um, but, but yes, in, in young people, definitely there's an increase. In, in industrialised nations, yes. Of course, other people will argue, well, it might be glyphosate, it might be, I don't know, the heavy metal, it might be. Yeah. But the thing is, we know from these 
at least the National Toxicology Program study and the Ramazzini Institute study, the, the ones on rats that I was telling you about, we know that radiofrequency causes brain cancer. Not saying it will, but it can. So it's definitely a source to consider. So it's also a fa it's just a factor, un un it's a factor exactly. combined with the hmm. food you're eating and the, the, your, your your health in general, your exercise. Yes. It's probably a, a, contrib a contributing factor of all of them. Yep. Yep. And one I'd say it's a pretty yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it, yeah, it's incredible because the thing is, it's, it's electricity. I mean, you know, this is the thing people don't get. It's like, you know, this is this is very it's very active mm. it's very active it's not just a nice little chemical molecule that does his business and then stops it's, it's electricity we don't even know yeah it's you know? yeah exactly like it's as like, i said i could be I, i'm sitting here like mm. someone may be watching and saying oh no but that's nonsense because of yeah. this 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 but i'm like yeah but you only know that one fact and i also only know mm. that one that you you'd have to be i think you would have to probably put two people that of absolute deep knowledge of these subjects together who had opposing opinions to then talk mm. to each other because I think people do this with politics and people do this with many factors of, of argument as they, mm. they know one aspect and I'm also yeah. the same way so that's why I never try I try not well, to preach to people I, I, would, try and I would be very interested to know if you can find two independent EMF scientists or, or doctors who understand the, the, the health impacts um, and as I said, in, independent, but, but particularly scientists who aren't concerned. That, that would be interesting to me. You'll always find industry-funded scientists who have no concern in the world, right, because of where their funding comes from. And I think that's, it's very important. I mean, that's a big part of this discussion is what science are you looking at, guys? And what science gets airtime? It's often the science, science that says there's no problem. And, and I think that's, you know, that... that kind of goes to show that there's just an awful lot of money in this industry, right? If someone I says mean, something's zero problem, then you're a little bit like, well... Hey? When someone says there's something with no problem, and you're just like, well, I'm sure there's definitely a I problem. Think what, what, I mean, the biggest um, tactic that industry have is to confuse the public. Let, let's just confuse the public. Um, and, and, I mean, this has been well documented. Like, even, there are, like, memos from Motorola, you know, um, I mean, I, I can't specifically say what they said, but along the, uh, along the, the lines of, let's war game the science. And, and that was back in um, the early 2000s, whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, look, we could go on and on. Needless to say, um, we've no it has been known <laughs> since the early 1900s, like, or at least the mid-1900s, that radio frequency radiation, the same stuff that is in radars, can make people very sick. And, um, you know, we knew that from the military. There's been so many military studies. And, I mean, obviously, we need for military purposes, we need this kind of communication too. So, you know, I'm not saying we need to undo everything. Of course not. I think it's just more about being a bit more honest with the public um, so that they can make informed decisions. And I really think it's about... We, our children can't make these decisions. They cannot consent, and they're not really benefiting from these technologies. So I think it's our obligation to you know, to protect them. And that may mean, um, that may mean, um, I don't know, informing parents. It may mean removing Wi-Fi from schools, and I think it really does. Moving antennas away from schools, there's no real need to have them super close. I mean, to give you an idea, if you want to make a phone call, <laughs> just to give you an idea, you need, like, the equivalent of, I'm going to get this wrong probably, but 0.001 microwatts per metre square of radiation. So keep that in your head, 0.001. The allowable guidelines for the same type of radiation are 10 million. So tell, tell me that that's not a little bit taking advantage. I mean, we all want to make phone calls. I can understand that. I would argue that we don't need to send quite so much data through the air. There are, there are, there are more environmentally friendly ways to send data anyway. You know, Sending it through a cable takes a whole lot less energy. So wiring things where possible makes a lot of sense. Militarily, go for it. You know, use all your um, high-tech radar stuff and antennas for whatever you need them for. But I think the general public, you know, if 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 they're if we're honest, especially around children and and the people who are sick, hospitals, we shouldn't have this kind of radiation. Yeah. It is immune, an immune suppressant. Like it, you know. It's, it's not good for our immune systems and it's not good for how our brains develop. So why on earth are we irradiating our children so much? I, I, I find it very problematic. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'm a parent, so I think that's part of it. You know, if I wasn't a parent, perhaps I wouldn't care quite so much. But 
No, well, it's, I mean, mm. surely, like, as I said, from your experience, it's it's opened the door to you know a better quality of life, and sometimes yeah. it takes people like yourself to to you know go against the you know the, yeah. the grain and be like, you know what, like I'm going to actually you know speak up about this, and you know what, you might mm. let's as an example, obviously, yeah. I've known you briefly for you know the last yeah. half an hour, but yeah. you might be shooting it really quite far here, and they might be over here, mm. but even if it brings it back to here, then at least there's a happy I medium. I absolutely agree, and and the only reason people would want to do that is because they understand that it does doesn't come without its risks. And, and so that's why where I think education is super important. But I mean, it's, it's a difficult thing because once again, there is so much money in this industry and- um, That's all that matters really. really. <laughs> look, unfortunately it does. I mean, there were, you know, can you imagine like a, a cigarette packet? Um, I don't know if it's here, the case here, but in Australia, we have a, like a big picture of this can cause cancer, right? Yeah. And there's a sick lung on it or something. Um, so people can't really claim that they don't know. Yeah. There was a, um, some legislation that went through, I think it was in San Francisco in the US, but I could be wrong on this. Um, basically, the city or the state said, you know what, um, we're going to put on, at point of sale on cell phone packages, um, keep this off your body, this could cause cancer, or something along those lines. Industry came in and said, no, it's our right not to tell people that um, radio frequency radiation can cause cancer, so we don't want you to put that on the packet. And funnily enough, the legislation got undone. So there's a lot of kind of, you know, like self-regulation, unfortunately, in this, in this field. And because of that, people think, well, it wouldn't possibly be on the shelf if it were dangerous. Surely the regulatory authorities would do something about it. And it just not, isn't happening that well, way. Well, that's not, well, I could, like, there's, you probably sparked me in this, in my opinion, because, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you say that, but, like, that's obviously not true, because the, the, mm. I, what I get confused with, and I'm really finding it really strange that people yeah. will, will be like, oh, no, if, well, if it wasn't good for you, they wouldn't have it on a shelf. And it's like, mm. well, they've got a whole aisle of vodka down <laughs> in the, the supermarket yeah. with cigarettes, and they've got this and that, and then people are like, and then, Obviously, my aspect mm. is what people wonder why they get so unwell and things like that, and they also don't understand mm. financial literacy. Like they mm. don't want you to know these things. They don't want you true, to understand true, yeah. finance. They don't want you yeah. to understand like how to deal with your your, your finances yeah. properly well, or how to point. feed yourself yeah. properly. Mm. So they don't tell you. So when people are like, "Oh well, I don't really understand where to mm. put my money," while over over probably did the printing trillions of dollars and devaluing <laughs> your savings right, like, right now. Yeah. Like people are like oblivious to that and mm. I'm not saying that everyone needs to know it but people should be aware mm. of what they're doing so then people go after a decade the, the, the $100,000 they saved in mm. the bank is now worth uh, the purchasing power of that yeah. is, is 50000 and they didn't realise because mm. I was watching something the other day about it it was talking wow. about the, the there's a guy who was speaking about it and he was talking about it's not inflation through products it's mm. like inflation through assets so if you don't hold assets mm. right now I know this is a bit off subject but if you don't hold yeah, assets right now like for example real estate and like prime locations mm -hmm. and for example um you know stocks and things mm -hmm. then what will happen is your assets will then be div you're 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 getting poorer because the actual they're printing right now i don't know if you know that printing trillions of dollars uh, did you know that no Look, i i, I yeah. oh, right, well, so, so that's really another another conversation i think this is well, linked to certain other events in the world at the moment and yeah yeah exactly yeah. so they're, they're printing trillions of dollars okay. right mm -hmm. so like the in america they're giving people stimulus and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff so what happens is that all the money you've got the fiat currency that you've yeah, got is now then devalued so then people are really struggling to wow. like yeah, go anywhere with yeah. it you know what i mean so Inflation, yeah yeah i think in the in the in a similar kind of, what of I know, sorry, that's yeah, only what I know. But like. in a similar kind of maybe f more more field, then when you think about it, in the past, um, doctors were promoting cigarettes for being good for curing a sore throat. So in the 1940s and 50s, you had doctors on cigarette um, ads, right? And then and then the government and everyone worked out and industry obviously that that it was very, you know, it's bad for us. But legislation didn't change. I mean, they, it took decades for legislation to change. Similarly, with DDT as a um, that's not for. Oh, I don't even know, but it was some kind of a, um, it's, a it's a chemical and it was used, I believe, for um, killing uh, mosquitoes and stuff. And um, they were spraying it on crops and uh, oh, wow. spraying it on children. Oh, I use some DDT and uh, oh, yeah, whoops, it causes cancer. Um, wow. The other one was asbestos, right? There was a lot of denial. I remember that at some point yeah. there was a, when lead I was young. in like lead, lead fuel, lead, lead paint. I mean, it's a neurotoxin. It used to be in pencils, right? And they changed sure, it to graphite. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, possibly. They changed well. it, it was lead back in yeah. the day, then they changed it to graphite. But the whole point is, you know, it, what, what happens is we find out there's a problem. 
even the government finds out there's a problem and then realises, oh, we're making so much money off this, though. We're not quite going to address public health just yet because we're making too much money. And then eventually the regulations change because it's just too hard to ignore. Um, and I suspect it could be a couple of decades before, before re regulations change, unfortunately, in this field as well. So, so the more people who know, you know, just to try and reduce your exposures. Um, and then maybe, do you want to talk about some common ways we can do that if you, if yeah, you want? Yeah, absolutely. If absolutely people are interested. I'm, I don't know if I've hooked them yet. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so basically, um, I would say your phone, um, your phone is probably your biggest source of exposure, unless you have a smartwatch, okay? This type of radiation that you get out of your phone, it's called radio frequency, and it, it diminishes by the square of the distance, right? So if it's um, 10 times as far, it's 100 times as less potent. So the further you can keep, even keeping it a millimetre off your ear is better than having it on your ear. Yeah. And bearing in mind they were never actually safety tested um, on your ear. In fact, they were never safety tested on humans. They were safety tested on a big bowling ball. Um, full of jello and um, they were just testing that it didn't heat up because they don't want to cook us more than a degree in the six minute you know time frame which is a bit absurd because most people use their phones for more than six minutes um, yeah so um, so if you can keep it further away from your head if you can use it on speaker if you can use it with a wired um, uh, what do you call that wired um, earphones earphones or air tube earphones if you google them you'll find air tube um, if you can Put it, when you're carrying it on your body, put it on airplane. This thing, sorry, it's not a phone, is it? But a cell phone will communicate even when you're not using it. It pulses, it, it checks in with a local tower, right? It checks in for updates. Of course. Um, where are you? Here I am. Where are you? Here I am. It's like constantly pulsing radiation. You asked about health effects on, on uh, people. I mean, there are other causes, but we know testicular cancer, rectal cancer, breast cancer, and brain cancer have all increased enormously in young people. And if you think about where you, you know, back pocket, front pocket, you know, in your bra if you're running, these kind of things, just turn it off if it's on your body. That being said, you could also use some kind of a shielding um, pouch. But what you want to make sure is that you're not putting it, um, the, the shielding is between, I mean, it's common sense, between you and the phone. You don't need to shield around the other side of the phone. Because if you try and put it in a Faraday bag and it's not a proper Faraday bag, that phone is going to work like hell to um, communicate and it will be pulsing you with radiation. So you only want to ever block one side of a phone when it's against your body. And there are, there are, there are, so there are good, you know... Sure, interesting. I suppose yeah. it's really... It's but that's, I mean, that's simple as, right? And that's just your own personal use. I would also say your Wi-Fi, look, please turn it off at night. And if, you, you know, and if you're not using it during the day, turn it off. We, we, don't, we have a Wi-Fi. We don't use it. And, I mean, there are rare occasions where we have to, like even, for example, to update my iCloud. I can't work out how to do it without the Wi-Fi, so I turn it on, I update, you know, I, I push the updates, because it's not happening every night in our house, that's for sure. Um, so you still do some things in a way do, that you're just, yes. you're, just, you're just trying to minimize them as best you can? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the other thing is the car. If you're driving, um, I would, um, look, I do. <laughs> I put my phone on an airplane, it annoys my husband because he can't contact me but I'm like you know I'm in the car at this time right yeah there are certain times where I'm just off the grid I'm just off um, I also think that's healthy for me and I think it's healthy for other people to do it too I, think I don't so. think we should always be on like to be well, honest I think that was a point yeah. I was kind of making earlier was the fact is that there's, a, there's another positive to that mm -hmm. like let's say someone's watching and they were like you know what that might not be massive but let's say they, they reduce it by 10% but they're also probably reducing their activity with people 10% mm -hmm. which is quite nice and mindful in a way that mm -hmm. to help people you know get into their own time and you know sometimes sit in their own thoughts as opposed to Absolutely. you know just being constantly you know on. constantly distracted yeah. I think I mean that's an, an, once again another topic altogether but I think we're losing the ability to focus and to have um, so to, to think deeply about subjects um, I, I think we're losing that that ability but um, you know it could probably always be found again we just need to find a quiet space to be in for our for our brains to really um, start processing again properly but um, I mean arguably some people will always want this kind of stimulation in their lives and, and arguably that's their right I, I would also say that it's not necessarily fair that we all get your passive radiation you know like passive smoking I like so it's interruption. I like how yeah. you you you're quite similar to me. Like you, you're you're saying within their right, okay. When I mm -hmm. and I like that because yeah. because people on the other side, everyone has someone has an opinion on something. Mm -hmm. They just push it on other people, and they're just like, no, this is the right way. Mm -hmm. You need to do this, and you need to do that. It's like no, no, like 
you don't understand like I'm happy for you to do what you want to do <laughs> yeah. but you need to be happy for me what I want to do and if that and that's no one stopping you so I think mm. that what you're saying is when you're saying that uh, within their right you're, you're you're okay you're telling them that if they're going to go on all these things yeah you're at a risk but you know they've got the right mm. to do it and it's, I think it's all about informed way. consent that's all it is I'm not saying don't skydive either it's fantastic you know there's a little risk that the parachute may not deploy you know you should be, but you should be told informed right? consent exactly <laughs> um, and, and similarly with this the difference with this though is that un unfortunately when you blanket a planet with radiation because there are the majority who want to use it it's problematic for those of us who don't want to be exposed we can't opt out of that kind of radiation um, and who just want our children to grow up in a natural environment so it, this is a, it's a much bigger issue than skydiving <laughs> yeah. I'm only joking but you know it's it's a it's a big it's a big deal um Not one to be discussed yeah and one to be discussed I think with I mean everyone like this, this impacts everything people who care about the environment I I think um yeah it's it's such a big um such a big thing so so that's the other thing you can kind of go down this rabbit hole then get really depressed <laughs> and um and and you know think all oh, the world's going to end and and that's not very helpful so Inform yourselves, it is a big issue. Remember that if you're worried, you're only gonna make yourself feel worse. So I, yeah, look, I just think the more of us who know about it, the better. I'm past being depressed about it, but trust me, I've been there. Um, and especially when it comes to my children, it's, it, it broke my heart, you know? When I really thought about this, it really breaks my heart. They, they don't know a world, they were conceived in this world. They don't know a world without radiation. And, um, and so I'm really trying to remind them what you know, what it's like just to be still, to be in nature, um, you know, and not to be hyper-stimulated, hyper-aroused all the time. And once again, it's not the easiest city to, to do that, right? You, you, yeah, there's desert, there's some sea, but I can tell you I've been down to the beach in Dubai and I get a headache. Most of the beaches are being pummeled by radiation from antennas. I, I, I don't know why, but people need to be on Instagram when they're at the beach, perhaps. It, it's just, it's absurd to me. So even, because one thing we didn't talk about is um, ways also of, um, so, so we've talked about maybe keeping the radiation off your body, keeping your cell phone off your body and away from you as much as possible. The other thing you can do is also um, ground yourself. Um, it's very good for inflammation. So I don't know if you've ever looked into, into earthing or grounding, but... Um, yeah, when you have sitting. your shoes off and things like that. Exactly. You have, you know, so w walking on uh, um, grass, real grass, <laughs> no plastic grass, please, yeah. um, and going to the beach. So that's why I go to the beach, but like I said, I have to choose my beaches because <laughs> do I go and get a massive headache? When I'm in the water, the radio frequency doesn't go through the water. GBR is the worst. Um, yeah, so... Probably. <laughs> I, I, I'm part... Of this, so there's this global project now to measure um, electromagnetic radiation, so radio frequency radiation around the world, and there's almost 300 volunteers. Um, it's called globalemf.org, or .net, <laughs> .org. You'll find it, Global EMF, and you'll find it. Um, so basically, I measure JBR. <laughs> I, within, within probably five minutes, I had a headache in JBR. But um, yeah, phenomenal levels, phenomenal levels of radiation. You go to the other beach, the one across further around? So Kite Beach I've been to, phenomenal levels. Um, th the best one that I found is Suf Sufu or um, Black Palace Beach. That's the one I go to. Yeah. Well, imagine, it's not developed. Yeah. That being said, to give you an idea, I'm still getting on this one, I think. I'm still getting around, oh, hold on, no, I'm using this one at that beach I've used. I still get around 1,000. And you'd want, I want it under 10, under 100 to feel good. It's still around 1,000 at that beach. But it's not maxing out my meter. It's not more than 10,000, which is every other beach I go to. Mm. And JBR, because I'm taking proper measurements for this um, study, um, mm. I'm getting uh, 350,000 microwatts. Wow. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, look, mm. it's 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 People sometimes when you're sitting about, <laughs> when you have that little thing swooping about, people are like, what's this crazy what lady doing? doing? Exactly. Oh, totally. I'm used to looking crazy yeah. all the time with me. That's cool. No, it's, a, yeah. it's really good. It's really good. As I said, I'm really, uh, I really like it. Obviously, these kind of subjects, and you know, I mean, I'm always talking about like different parts of health. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's why yeah. I like it. And even mm. when someone comes and talks about, like, say, for example, business, and they might mm. be like, "Oh, I want to talk about business," and they go down that line of things. Yeah. It also, it really relates to people who are also in business because I mm. can then talk to. Um, them about a balance between understanding how to be more effective within their business mm -hmm. because I'll be like you know what like you might think you're being efficient but you're not because you're not healthy there's no oh, way yeah. you're 25 that's... kilos overweight and having the right interactions mm. with someone and and you'll have the right energy levels for 10 or 11 or 12 hours of the day yeah. if you've got a, you know 25 kilos overweight there's just you're, you're just yeah. not functioning correctly and then people they just they, do, they just don't get to grips with that mm -hmm. so that's why I kind of push different subjects and I like to bring it up within um, and 
and within conversation. Mm. Obviously, our one today is pretty much health, so it's pretty everything yeah, about so, health, which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, obviously speaking about it, and obviously, do you, did you want to just mm. explain the other two things? Oh, sure. I don't think you explained the actual no, other no, two no. machines. Okay, so, so anyway, these are just a selection of a couple of things that I have. So these are both for radio frequency radiation. Um, this one takes an air measurement, so it's basically what's traveling through the air at any moment in time. Um, this one measures your body voltage, which is a really um, powerful measurement to have um, because it, you know, it's, it's, like, it's considered a medical measurement. It shows you how many volts are traveling through your body from the radio frequency um, ba uh, bandwidths. Um, and, and I use that mainly to understand what's coming in from outside. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and basically we have levels, just to understand what levels we then compare against. We compare against levels from the Building Biology Institute, um, and there's another one in um, Austria called the Geovital Institute, which is where this meter comes from, um, which are based on decades of, I have a patient, when we um, reduce the radio frequency to this amount, they get better. So we know, I mean, the, and the, the levels are very, very low. Um, building biology also uses a lot of um, science. So basically, above this amount, we have an effect. Therefore, we want it to be below this amount. So there's a lot of science behind the, the guidelines that we're going for. Um, and to give you an idea, in a, in a sleep environment at night, we'd want under 10. The government would allow you to have 10 million. So it's just to give you an idea that we're not really in line with <laughs> government guidelines mm. um, on that. Now, I'm not saying anyone would have 10 million, and I can't measure 10 million on this. I can measure up to 2.5 million. Um, the other one, the other thing we measure, um, because it's equally important, is the electricity that's traveling through your walls in your house. If you picture this room without, like, plaster, plaster there's a lot of wires. Yeah. And those wires... Running through the whole... Yeah, and those wires right? are, um, through that is obviously traveling electricity, and that, that, that electricity creates fields, and those fields are biologically disruptive as well. Um, yeah, and, and, and then there's something called dirty electricity as well. But basically, um, those fields we can measure with this, and also the magnetic fields that come off, like I said, the power lines. Um, whenever you have a flow of current, you get a magnetic field. Normally, in a well-wired house, they cancel each other out because it's been wired correctly, but in some houses, they haven't been wired correctly. Um, the other thing is you get massive magnetic fields off, um, you know, off your computer or off your even... Uh, your, your phone, your TV, like your dishwasher, I mean. And I noticed when we were in the other room, you yeah. um, you turn, we turned the, the switch off and it really mm. drastically reduced it. Yes. So like, for example, I'm probably a little bit of a tip for me, probably I'll, in future when mm. I'm, I'm around, I'll make sure the switches are off and things like sure, that. Sure, yeah, so, exactly right. So, so that's more for the electric fields. Basically, when you plug um, a, a wire into a wall, um, out comes the wire, and with that, you've invited out the electric field. We're lucky in Dubai that when we turn it off at the wall, we stop the field coming out onto that wire and therefore getting getting to you and 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 stressing your biology, right? Because mm. at the end of the day, I think it's about why stress yourself when you don't have to. <laughs> like yeah. it's pollution, you know, it's pollution. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of so what. So you it's just you could just make the small changes. Small it don't changes. make any difference to your life, but can actually make a big difference over the long run. Yeah, absolutely, and it may even short. Do you know what I used to think was normal? Having headaches. Mm. I thought that was normal. Mm. It's not normal, no. Well, it's not, right? No. And I also thought it was normal to wake up during the night. Mm. Okay, then I had kids and that messed that up for a bit. But, you know, so I think there are two things that if you better control your electromagnetic environment, you may find you sleep a lot better and your headaches go away. So does your brain fog. You may get tinnitus. I mean, there's a lot of things this causes, like um, ringing in the ears, um, you know, just general fatigue, anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, sorry, I've got lists written down. I just don't have them with it's me. Okay. But there's a bunch of stuff that hopefully would improve for you yeah yeah even tight muscles like um yeah a, a lot of things and and you might find that conditions you thought you would never get rid of clear up yeah. but for example our kids one of my one of our kids had a bit of eczema when we shielded her room within a week it's gone oh really and i'm like i didn't even think that was yeah but i guess your immune system just worked better yeah so yeah as i said that's really interesting yeah. where's your husband from is he french he's french and he's mm. and he's also like well, it's taken a little bit. No, I mean, he was. it didn't take long for him to understand we had a problem. Um, I mean, there are some really good um, lectures if people want to watch or videos on YouTube. Like mm. 30 minutes, I said to him, you know, because he, he, he made a joke about it. I'm like, I need you for 30 minutes to sit down and watch this with me and you'll see that you don't joke again. Mm. And, um, um, yeah, he's absolutely on, on board because he just he sees what it does to me. Yeah. I mean, I, if I have a high dose one day, the next day I get, um, I'm really down 
um, brain foggy, depressed, don't want to get out of bed, and that's not very practical. So did you notice a big difference with your sleeping? And because you were sleeping better, it works in a kind of positive cycle. Sure. Because you were sleeping better, absolutely. Then because you were sleeping mm. better, then you were just recovering so much better. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So how sleep much is your for me sleep? is sacred. What's your sleep kind of like pattern? How long are you sleeping for? I don't even sleep that long, to be honest, because I have a child who still wakes me up. Mm-hmm. But at least I can then fall back asleep again. I make sure by 9.30, lights out, maybe 10. And yeah, I tend to wake up around five, six. Okay, um, so you're getting a good, like, what, eight hours or so? Well, let's say seven and a half I'm seven. happy with. Yeah, okay. seven, seven and a half I'm happy with. And I sometimes still need to nap in the afternoon. If mm. I've had a, a big whack, yeah. I need to nap. But it can be a 10 minute nap and it's fine. Yeah. Like, the other thing is, I'm, I'm taking a lot of um, nutraceuticals just for, um, like, so supplements like um, liposomal glutathione. Mm-hmm. It's been life changing for me. Um, because it's a massive antioxidant. Mm. I think, like, there's a, a podcast again, mm. it's like a woman, uh, Dondra. Dr. Rhonda Patrick or something. Okay. I don't know if you know she has. She, no. she talks about that. I think. The, oh, the, yeah, cool. It's a big one. And it's yeah. interesting because oxidative stress is a test that's done at a very um, well-known clinic here, Novamed. Um, a lot of people see the doctors there because they're fantastic. Um, but it's, a, it's quite a common test now for oxidative stress, yeah. um, which is we know can be caused by, amongst other things, EMFs. Um, and then, I mean, I've even said to the nurses, like, have you noticed that things, the numbers going up? Are people getting... And they're like, yeah, we're getting a lot of people with really high oxidative stress. Um, and I suspect it's their use of their phones, you know. Mm. Um, on all day. Yeah, on all day, on their body all day. Like, mm. don't use your phone in your car if you can avoid it. It's a Faraday mm. cage. It'll bounce around. The signals bounce around. Don't use it in a yeah. lift, please. The number of people yeah. who use it in lifts, it does my head in. You're crazy, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, Do you ever say anything to anyone? No, no. No, no, no. Uh, no, I don't. No, no. No, sometimes I want to talk to parents who give their kids things, but I... I suppose I it's not really... I, I suppose when you first fall one. into it, you, you're in, in a way that you're like... It's even with me with food and stuff like mm. that. Like Yeah, you're not going to say something in a restaurant while you're eating that food. It's like, why are you... But the only bit is sometimes mm. I'm looking at a kid and he's just like so round yeah. and I'm like... That's well, it's child cruelty, right? Yeah, it is child cruelty. It's right? You can, you can, you it's, can, it's neglect, you can yeah. like cover it as you want. But if a kid's like mm. a little porky little kid yeah. and he's a little round sphere, yeah. like it's because the mum's what he's feeding him, and the kid's like just gonna, kid's gonna grow up so insecure mm. and feel rubbish. It's not even got parents like, oh, I want the best for my kid. I'm like, are yeah. you sure you do? Because little Charlie there is like mm. the side of a house, and he's only like seven. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I. I I wonder if they have the tools, you know. Sometimes I wonder if they have the tools. And, I, you know, I guess a, a lot of that is common sense, you would think. I don't, I don't, maybe not. I don't, I don't really know. have, I don't, I don't I really, I, I try not to kind of be feel no. sorry for them because no. of their parents. Because no. I'm like, do you know what I mean? Like, you do have a choice. Like, you're probably, there's a lot of time mm. in the day. Like, there's a lot of things going on in life. Like, all mm. we need to do is, like, get, get away all the noise and just mm. focus on fixing your health. And you'll find yourself mm. being happier healthier your better interactions with people you're fat you're, you're more efficient in work mm-hmm. you're your better partner with your relationship with your yeah, partner yeah. you know what i mean you look better you feel better it For just sure. works in a positive cycle right yeah. because if you it goes down the other way when you feel rubbish you're not as good looking which makes you less attractive yeah. you, do you know what yeah. i mean like works in the other way right mm. and it doesn't mean just because you're not thinking about how you look because you're with someone already that also think well yeah it'll impact your relationship with a long-term <laughs> partner or sure. if it, as well and especially if you're not yeah. got a partner and you're single like you try to find someone then you don't look good you don't feel good no, like, these, no. are, these are Vicious things that cycles, people yeah. don't people, I think a lot of people don't mm. mention that they don't talk about these things and mm. why a lot of people probably struggle to meet people and might find mm. a partner that's compatible with them because they probably don't really feel good within themselves mm. and I think that if you people get that fixed and they just get healthy you mm. fix the foundation of the problem as opposed to having seven vodkas on a Friday night and making your like just whacking yourself yeah. and then just blinding out to it and then wondering yeah. why you can't find someone that's compatible with you or you will but you'll just be two people who'll be getting smashed together mm. and you don't really have it there's nothing wrong with alcohol i've drank a lot of times and i don't drink now i've not drank mm. in a couple of years but i will again um yeah, at okay. some point i not hate it but mm. i just mean you have to have a good balance right with everything like yeah. even with your subject today yeah, like it's like yeah. yeah that's great you know take you could you can go right down the rabbit hole with it if you mm. want, but then also at least if you go down you know forty percent of it. At those it sort of critical times, if you're planning on you know conceiving, you keep your phone out of your pocket. Mm. You know, keep your laptop off your lap. Mm. Right? There, there are critical times where will if it you're change, pregnant. By the way, sorry, to sorry? Will, will it change? So, for example, like a guy or a woman, mm. let's say you, you've you've had it for like ten years in your pocket, but you take it away, will it so then a man, rejuvenate? Yes. A man re- rejuvenates. Yes. Mm. If a that's woman, the right word. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to ask a doctor, but I believe yeah. so. So, for basically, you get new sperm. Yeah. However, you don't get new eggs okay for yeah, women for women and the thing is there's been a lot less testing on human eggs because it's a much harder thing to mm, 
I don't know, cultivate or oh, pull so. out, you know, whereas obviously the sperm is much easier to get. Um, so, yeah, so, so we, we, the other thing is, look, if you're, if you're pregnant, please, please pay attention to your um, exposures. Please. Mm. Your, your fetus um, is copying it more than you are, mm. okay? It, it goes through your belly and it, and it, and it, it, goes, it goes to them. So That's just, a, just yeah. pay attention. And if you absolutely have to use this, you know, if you're in an office, like, uh, I'll give you an idea, in China... And I don't know if it's still the rule, but for quite some time, pregnant women in the workforce had to wear um, uh, a smock that was um, reflective. So wow. re- a, a, an anti-RF smock to protect the fetus. And that's not stupid. It's not, st- well, look, it, can, it ha- can have its problems as well because you can get different kind of reflections going on. But, you know, if you want to, if you want to, if, ha- if you have a baby or sorry, if you're pregnant, you can use a, um, you can use a, what do you call it? A cloth on your belly. Um, it won't stop the radiation reflecting into your head, but hey, I would I would argue that protecting your fetus for nine months is probably more important. Um, and just try and use the technology less or wire it. You can wire your computers. You, you can turn off your Wi-Fi router. Uh, Google it. It's really not that difficult to do, really. I know in, in a work environment, it's a whole different story. So I'm not saying we can all live in a perfect world. It's just managing what you can. Yeah. And especially at those critical times of life. Um, yeah, There's a good. hospital in uh, Cyprus that has taken Wi-Fi out of the neonate ward because they know that it impacts the vitality of the um, premature baby. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff going on around the world. Kindergartens in France aren't allowed to have Wi-Fi. Um, you know, and that's for a reason. Yeah. It's not because it's convenient. <laughs> like, well, it's they good don't that some people are doing it. So it's it's good. good. It's just not getting any airtime. Yeah. It's not getting any airtime yeah. at all. But, uh, no, but no Except for you, thank you. Yeah, no worries, exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. That's thank you very much. I'm glad. You, thanks very much for coming. As I said, we've been on for over an hour. I know, now, I know. And I was just conscious of that of your time, especially. Yeah, no uh, I know you probably need to shoot. Yes. But, uh, no, I really appreciate you, you know, talking Pleasure. today. And it's really interesting. And I'd actually love to do it again at some point. <laughs> Eventually, maybe a few yeah. months in the line. I I'll go learn it. some more myself mm. and I'll talk to people about it. And as I said, if I get any if feedback you, from it. If people are interested, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and where would yeah. they find you? Would you answer so, any questions? Yeah, look, so um, I'm basically, I'm, I'm setting up a website now. So I've had a company um, for a couple of years, but it's just been really small word of mouth. Um, so I'm setting up a website. The company's called EMF Quiet Zone. Um, I have an Instagram account, but goodness, guys, bear with me because I'm really not very technologically savvy. Mm. Um, and the thing is, you know, it's one of those things. It hurts me, so I use it less. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you want me to do, yeah. right? But when I wire the phone, it's all fine. So I just need to work out how to get Instagram running, I suppose, in a way that can teach people some stuff. But um, by all means, um, yeah, yeah. In a couple of weeks, the website will be up and running. Sure, I'll, I'll and, and through you as well. Um, and then I can, there's a bunch of really, really good websites for um, tips and articles if you're interested in, in exploring the science. It's amazing. No, that's awesome. Well, thanks pleasure. so much, and I appreciate that. So thanks for coming. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Carlo.